everyone. We're rolling into another episode of the Rama podcast. This is going to be episode number 11. The topic is going to be Bible Myths Debunked Part 2. We're going to be talking specifically about the terror of the Roman cross and the history of the Roman cross and the historical evidence and facts we have surrounding Jesus's crucifixion. So stick with us. Welcome to episode 11. Welcome to the Rama podcast. So I'm going to start off today with the terror of the Roman cross and the history of the Roman cross. I think we're all familiar with the Romans. We even learn lots of Roman things throughout school. It's in our textbooks. We learn the Roman numerals. We all know that most of our languages come from Latin. We know that the Romans were significant players in Western civilization. But we also know that Romans have a dark side. They used fear tactics. Um, We know that Augustus Caesar and Julius Caesar were very vicious, backstabbing, arrogant, prideful people. So when you think of the Roman cross, I see it as a really good metaphor for the way that the Romans thought. First of all, they were very exclusive. They didn't want any Roman to ever even hear the word cross or see the word cross. The cross was reserved specifically for people who are political traitors, outsiders, uh, part of a religious sect that they don't believe in, um, murderers, people who they catch stealing. So the Roman cross was a sign to outsiders that this is what will happen if you mess with us. And it's honestly a very dark concept. So I'm going to read you guys um, some information about the Roman cross This comes from the book No God But One by Nabil Qureshi. He says, simply put, the cross was one of the most vicious, torturous, and effective methods of execution that human depravity has ever devised. The torment of the cross was so extreme that even a word was invented to describe it. The word is excruciating, which translates from Latin to describe a pain from the cross. So the word excruciating was actually um, invented to describe the pain from the cross. And the pain from the cross, um, you didn't die instantly. You wasted away in pain, dying limb by limb, letting out life drop by drop rather than all at once. So it was pure torture. It was the most horrible way to die and humiliating way to die ever devised. So victims were at times fixed to the cross in awkward poses, at times nailed through their groins, at times forced to watch the violation of their wives, at times made to witness the slaughter of their whole families, at times having their slain sons hung around their necks. Crucifixion was not just another means of execution. It was a much more effective way to kill. The cross was intended for brutality and victims were not treated gently. So the cross often came after what's called the flogging process. The whip was designed to rip into skin and turn muscle to pulp, making victims' blood flow in streams. Josephus tells us that victims were, quote, whipped to the bone, unquote, and that their intestines were at time exposed by the flogging. So imagine that this is the first step of the terror of the cross is the flogging. So like I said, with the, with the cross, you waste away. You don't die all at once. And they give you 39 lashes because they think 40 may kill you and they want to keep you alive for the rest of the part. So 
once you've been whipped, they get you naked, they put you up on the cross, and they nail you, I guess, wherever they feel pleased to the cross. But the most important part is that they want you to die from asphyxiation, which is suffocation. So what they do is they sort of nail you in a hanging position, and they make you, if you want to breathe, you have to push up on the nails that they've nailed into your feet. And when you push up, not only is it excruciating for your feet, but when you push up, your back scrapes against the cross. And imagine your wounds. I mean, I can't imagine it really scraping up against the back of the cross just to get a breath. So that you either die because you're too tired to take a breath, you die because of blood loss, or they would come and they would break your knees if you were still alive by the time they didn't want you to be alive. So that is the terror of the cross. And to be crucified was extremely shame, exceedingly shameful. So not only do you get flogged, you have to carry your cross up there, you get nailed to it, and then they kill you. Sometimes, like we mentioned earlier, they would hang your relatives around. It was just, it's it's pure darkness and it's pure torture. So now that we've set a picture of the terror of the Roman cross... Let's talk about Jesus' crucifixion. So let me ask you guys something. Why does 700 years later a demon reveal the Quran to Muhammad and specifically the biggest hitting point for the Quran is Jesus was not killed nor was he crucified, although it was made to appear. And I don't have the Surah and Ayah for that verse, but it's very specific in the Quran that Jesus wasn't crucified. And I think Satan left this verse very vague for a reason because lots of Muslims or and not non-Muslims don't know how to interpret it. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's saying he was crucified, but he wasn't. And it's saying that he was switched on the cross with somebody else. But Christians know that the whole point of Jesus dying on the cross is the whole point of the gospel and why we have that passionate love for Jesus. So also Mormonism was uh, founded in 1830 AD. So that means Mormonism was created 1,800 years after Jesus's crucifixion to say that Jesus wasn't crucified. So honestly, why are these people so, why are these religions so obsessed with the fact that Jesus wasn't crucified? So let's Let's turn our heads in a different direction and talk about scholar unanimity on the subject. So all the evidence that we have for Jesus' resurrection, I mean Jesus' crucifixion and his resurrection, come from within five years after his death to 70 years after his death. That's when we have all the writings of Peter, Paul, James, Luke, and whoever else you want to name from the New Testament, that's when we have their writings. That's when they're dated. Not to mention, I have in part one, where you can find these original documents. So like, let's go back to the subject. Why is Islam and Mormonism trying so hard to deflect from the fact that Jesus was crucified? Oh, because it's literally the core essence of Jesus and what it means to be a true Christian, not a Pharisee, a true Christian. So let's go back to scholar unanimity, and I'm going to give you guys some facts. But first of all, I'm going to start off with um, 
Actually, I want to read you guys this. Another problem with these tests, talking about Islam and Mormonism, is that they are mutually exclusive. In other words, they possess conflicting truth claims and both claim to be the only true way to God. Both provide different ways to God, yet both cannot be the only true way to God. This leaves us with the conclusion that the exclusivity, exclusivity claims of one or both of these religions are incorrect. So, if Mormonism is saying that they're right and Islam is saying that they're right, that's a conflicting truth, and that means one of them cannot be right. And that goes back to the subject that Islam says, uh, the Quran says that you should read the Torah and the gospel, but those are two conflicting ideas, so they can't be correct. But, but Muslims say that the Quran is correcting the gospel. But then again, the Quran wasn't written or compiled because we don't have the original documents till 700 years after Jesus' death, all to say that Jesus was not crucified. So... We're going to use a minimal facts approach here. The minimal facts use two things, uh, sources that are well evidenced, and nearly every scholar accepts them. So I'm just going to come right out and say that Jesus' crucifixion is accepted by scholars and historians of any religion. Um, even Muslims who, in their own Quran, says that Jesus was not crucified, they even believe that some, some actually do and cannot deny the fact that Jesus was crucified. So we're going to use sources that are well evidenced and nearly every scholar accepts them. So I'm just going to throw out people who have written things about Jesus' crucifixion from ranging from 37 AD. And of course we have the gospel, which itself testifies to Jesus' crucifixion, which you can read or listen to any of my other podcasts to people from the 1970s, to people from the 1990s. So here we go. Josephus, he's a non-Christian, and he, I mentioned him in the Terror of the Cross section of this podcast, a non-Christian reported the event writing, quote, when Pilate, upon hearing him accused by men of the highest standard amongst us, he condemned him to be crucified, end quote. 56 AD, Taxus, Tactus, non-Christian reports, quote, Nero fastened the guilt of the burning of Rome and inflicted the most exquisite torture on class hatred for their abominations, called Christians by the populace Christus, from whom the name had, had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of our procurator Pontius Pilate, end quote. So Tactus, a Roman, is reporting that Jesus suffered on the cross in the hands of Pontius Pilate. That was 56 AD. Lucian of Samot Sada, the Greek sat satirist. I don't know what that is. The Christians you know worship a man to this day. The distinguished person who introduced their novel rites was crucified on that account. So let's, that was uh, 120 AD. But let, now let's focus on people from the 20th, 21st century. Gerd Lundman is a German scholar who so doubted the Bible that he infamous, infamously said, the person of Jesus himself becomes insufficient as a foundation of faith. Yet he did not mince words when it came to Jesus' death. In his book, What Really Happened to Jesus, Ludman critically reexamines the life of Jesus from many angles, often dismissing the traditional Christian position outright. But in his section titled The Death of Jesus, he spares only two sentences. 
The fact of the de- the fact of the death of Jesus as a consequence of crucifixion is indisputable, despite hypothesis of a pseudo death or deception, which are sometimes put forward. It need not be discussed further. And then he moves on as if there's no point in even continuing the subject. So this person who says it's idiotic to believe in Jesus as your God says, don't even argue with me about his crucifixion because he was crucified. Paula Fredrickson, another well-known scholar who frequently challenges Christian beliefs, also concludes similarly to Ludman, posting, quote, the single most solid fact about Jesus's life is his death. He was executed by the Roman perfect pilot on or around Passover in the manner Rome reserved particularly for political insurrectionists, namely crucifixion. The matter was stated most specifically by one of Christianity's biggest critics, John Dominic Croissant, who says, quote, there is not the slightest doubt about the fact of Jesus' crucifixion under Pontius Pilate, end quote. As if that were not emphatic enough, he also states, quote, that he was crucified is as sure as anything historical can be, end quote. Also, switching gears a little bit here, in the first 100 years after Jesus, after his death, we have Christian, Jewish, and Roman reports that Jesus died by crucifixion, and not a single report that he may have not died of crucifixion. So there you go, people. There is your podcast for today. I hope you got a lot of information that you can take. I hope it was easy to digest and that you'll be able to share it with others when you come to this um, fork in the road. So I just want to end with this. This is a quote from Nabil Qureshi's book. The basis of any historical case must be the primary source. And in this case, the sources are unanimous, diverse, early, and plentiful. Jesus died by crucifixion, starting almost immediately after Jesus' death. Over a dozen authors and traditions recorded the death of Jesus by crucifixion, including Christian, Jewish, and Roman sources, and their testimony was unanimous. For more than 100 years, no record even suggests that Jesus survived death on the cross or otherwise circumvented his execution. This coheres well with what we know of the crucifixion practices and that there is no person in record history who ever survived a full Roman crucifixion. Posting that Jesus did not die on the cross would have served the agenda of the early Christians and those who opposed their message, but the suggestion appears inconceivable. For those who study Jesus' life in academia, the idea that Jesus did not die by crucifixion remains to this day outside the realm of possibility. And I just want to leave you guys with two things to think about. I believe that Jesus was sent during the time of the Roman cross because it was the most humiliating way ever devised and the most torturesque way, longest way, um, wasting away to die ever devised. And like I said, Jesus' crucifixion is the core of Christianity. And also I want you you guys to remember that Jesus looked like hamburger meat up there, um, unrecognizable. And I use what he went through to keep me going. When I am thinking of how I'm suffering, I always think about how there's nothing worse than being crucified. So thank you for listening. God loves you. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to the Rama podcast on Spotify or Apple podcasts. Take care. Bye.